Hello, beautiful people. This is Ani, and you are listening to We the Changemakers, the podcast about how each of us can make a little and sometimes a big difference in the world. Today's episode is about our higher self. Who is that? How can we recognize it? And what does that mean for our lives? So join me on this journey today where I bring you through my own process of realization through hitchhiking and uh, all sorts of other adventures. (laughs) So if you're ready, let's go. Lately, I've been doing a lot of thinking about my purpose in life, feeling like I'm really supposed to be doing something like I have a specific task that I'm supposed to be accomplishing or or working towards and the question is what is that will I ever know will I even recognize it when it comes my way and I'm so focused on that that I actually am forgetting to live my regular normal life and focusing on what's actually important, which is the here and the now, the present, because it's really the present that creates the future. I mean, in this moment is contained the entirety of my past and the entirety of my future. All of my past, everywhere I've been, every person I've met, everything I've seen, everything I've experienced, all of it is in my body, in my experience, in my memory, even if I can't remember it. Like all of it is contained in this moment. When I think about something that happened in the past, I'm thinking about it in the present. It's not in the past. I'm not being transported back. And the same thing with the future. When I think about the future, when I plan, when I think about my purpose and where I'm going to go and what I'm going to do, all of that is contained in this present moment. So Of course, there's some utility with thinking about what I'm going to be doing and planning and, and, you know, trying to open up some doors in that, in that sense. But if I start living in anticipation of the future and completely disregard and let go of this present moment, I'm not doing myself any good at all because I'm uprooting myself from what is real And I am projecting myself into this hypothetical world that doesn't actually yet exist except for in my imagination. So there's a certain amount of planning that is useful and, you know, of visualizing and opening up and manifesting in that way. But really, my focus needs to be the here and now. A good friend of mine asked me where I see myself in five years and what steps I need to take to get me there. And honestly, that has always been the most impossible question for me. I don't know why, but I just have this intense difficulty in seeing myself anywhere in five years. Anything, anything, anything is possible. You know, I mean, some people are have beautiful 
visualizations and dreams of exactly where they want to be and what they want to do and I commend them for it I am so impressed that they can have that but I remember in a job interview (laughs) my first real job and um and one of my you know future colleagues asked me where I saw myself in five years and I just had no answer and I couldn't lie to her I couldn't tell her you know, I would be climbing the corporate ladder of this business or whatever. I had to be really honest and say I really didn't know. <laughs> um, and I got the job anyway, so that was that was good. But I I just struggle when it comes to planning for the future. Um, yet. I constantly am seeking some sort of plan to grab onto so that I feel like I have control and I feel like I can tell people some story about my life and who I am. Like, like I kind of go around a lot telling people, oh yeah, I don't really know what I'm doing, but in September I'm going to start something for sure, definitely. And then they ask me what it is and I'm like, maybe the Peace Corps, that's what I've applied to, but I don't really, I don't really know if that's going to happen. So I really have no idea. Um, Really what I'm doing is clinging to a sense of self. The sense of self that has a clear plan, has a clear purpose, has a clear identity, that has action points, that is trying to basically, I'm clinging to control instead of accepting that I don't know yet. And yet is a, is a really important word here because I'm not saying that I don't know what I'm going to be doing, where I'm going to be, and I don't care, and I don't want to do anything. I really want to do something. <laughs> like I really, really feel this desire to be active and to contribute to something, to build something, to be with inspiring, incredible people who nourish me spiritually and who I can also, you know, help and build up. And I want to be involved in something that feels meaningful and purposeful and will help improve the world and where I feel like it's in alignment with my integrity, right? I have this, this general vision, which gives direction to my life. Now, whether or not I can put that into concrete terms in the next few days, weeks, or months is not really important because as long as I stay focused and aligned in this integrity of who I am, who I want to be, how I want to relate to the world, then I will get where I need to go you know I am on that path I will be led on that path and this sense of self that needs to control the story that I tell others about who I am even just what I told you now about my dreams and visions and goals for for what I want to be doing it's all It's all holding me back. 
you know, this sense of self that's so defined. And it's not, it's not bad, but it's just something to be aware of. Like, how am I defining myself and holding on to this identity? Um, you know, holding on to the sense of I have some sort of purpose to fulfill, which may be true, but also may not. I don't know. And clinging to this um, actually leaves me closed off to other options, right? As long as you're holding on to something, and I think I talked about this last time I had an episode about releasing, as long as you're holding on to something, you are not creating space for the new things to come along. If you just allow things, people, experiences, emotions, everything to just sort of flow past and observe them without clinging on to them, without identifying with them, then you are able to to see to allow different um new things into your life that you know maybe weren't there before, you know. Um like so a few weeks ago I um I really felt this call to an adventure. I really felt that I needed to test my faith and um and hitchhike. I was in New Mexico and everyone says New Mexico is a good place to hitchhike, so I wasn't too afraid on that front. But I hadn't hitchhiked for a long time. And it is one of my absolute favorite things to do when I can because it is such a uh, a test of faith and trust. First faith in, you know, spirit to provide the ride and to take care of me and to protect me and then trust in whoever comes along that they're the right person for me, that I will be able to interact with them safely, um, maybe even learn something from them. And um, so I so I love hitchhiking for that because you never know who you're going to come across and you always have very interesting experiences. And honestly, as a girl hitchhiking on my own, I, I never wait more than five minutes or rarely, you know, but I've, I've really, I've really enjoyed, um, the experience. So this time I was in Cimarron, New Mexico, and I wanted to go on a pilgrimage to this town called Chimayo where they have a church. Um, and this church has a, has this beautiful story about a, I don't know, a cross that kept, they kept moving and kept reappearing in the same place until they built a church around it. Um, kind of recognizing that that's where it needed to be. And it's this beautiful little wooden church, um, on this, land that's dedicated to you know to spirit to god um and actually to the mother there are all these incredible statues of of women of you know mary but in different states in di- from different cultures and traditions there's even one of her pregnant which was incredibly beautiful 
Um, anyway, I, so I'd heard about this place and I thought I want to go on a pilgrimage there and hitchhiking would be the best kind of testament to my faith. Um, so I go out onto the road and lo and behold, less than five minutes later, I am picked up by these two men who are, um, who are bringing logs to the next town and um they're super sweet they fit me right in cozy up front um in their truck and and we proceed to talk about talk about everything you know things that are really um lighthearted but then also kind of the deeper deeper spiritual things of life and on the way they're so proud of their of their area um, and the land there that we stop off a couple different places for them to tell me more about um, about these incredible cliffs about um, uh, some views of the, around the area so we get to the next town and um, and I start hitchhiking for my next ride and this older man picks me up and brings me right outside of town where I where I'm on the right road to to continue on to Taos, New Mexico. And and he is this incredibly interesting spiritual man who is trying to fill me with his knowledge. Um in this very short car ride just pack me full of information and um insight and wisdom. And I can't honestly remember it all right now, but a lot of it resonated with me. Some of it was different, but all of it interesting and well meant. Um, and so, and then I'm waiting on this on this road outside of town in the middle of nowhere, thinking, I really hope somebody picks me up on this kind of dangerous, curvy road. Fortunately, it's this beautiful sunny day, even though we're in the middle of winter. Um, so I'm waiting on this on this curvy, curvy road for maybe five or ten minutes when uh, when these two women stop for me and. Um, and you know, they were telling me, we weren't really sure if we should pick you up or not, but okay. <laughs> um, and then we proceeded to have the, the most wonderful conversation. Um, uh, one of, one of them was, was on the phone, but the other one, the one driving was this incredible, incredible woman who, um, has three kids and she recently got out of a very long marriage that did not end for the best reasons, but she came out of it so strong and composed and self-aware and enlightened. She was just beaming with joy and with life. She had so many plans and ideas and it was just such a, such a wonderful experience to meet her. Um, and then she ended up bringing me to a place for coffee in Taos. And by this time I had decided that I wasn't going to make it all the way to the pilgrimage site that day. And I was going to stay in Taos. And I had been thinking, I'll figure out a place to stay. And, um, without even asking or even hinting like she offered me to stay at her place, which was wonderful. And I thought, well, I'm going to spend a few hours writing in this cafe, and then I'll give her a call. 
and I'll spend some time with her family who had to be amazing, you know, to have such an amazing mom. That's something I see all the time. Amazing mom, amazing kids. Um, so I'm, so I, I write for a few hours and then I think maybe I'd like to go into town and walk around a little bit. Everybody says Taos is this amazing, amazing place and I hadn't really seen it. So uh, with this sort of plan in mind, I hitchhike on this extremely busy road and cars are just passing, 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 passing. And I think, huh, I wonder if anybody's going to stop here. And lo and behold, um, all of a sudden this, this car pulls up and it's um, these two guys who tell me that, like, you know, they can bring me anywhere, basically. If I want to go into the center, they can bring me there. Um, but they're actually going out to the Mesa, which I immediately ask, what is the Mesa? And they say, it's this incredible, beautiful, spiritual place where a bunch of anarchists live off the grid in a sustainable way. And there's a Buddhist temple and, you know, there's this community vibe, but it's like vast and beautiful and wild and, you know, in the middle of nature. And I was like, that sounds amazing. Um, bring me there. <laughs> You know, and so I went from having these concrete plans of going all the way to the sanctuary to then deciding, no, I'll stay in Taos with this with this wonderful mother to then being invited out into the middle of this wilderness and thinking like, yeah, I've just just got to accept what comes my way and go with this flow this incredible flow from the universe, right? And I'm so grateful that I didn't stick to my original plan and just allowed these gifts to come my way because I ended up spending a couple days out on the mesa with the with one of these guys who ended up being a former Buddhist monk. And he has so much wisdom and so much to teach that I think we spent 12 hours just talking about spiritual things, practicing different meditations the first day that I got there. It was absolutely enriching. It was a wonderful experience to feel like nourished in that way. And this sort of spiritual connection. Um, and he even told me that the night before, um, I was hitchhiking the night before he picked me up. He'd had a dream he was going to pick up a female hitchhiker. So it all just felt ordained and blessed by spirit. And in this incredible, incredible way that, you know, you can't really explain in words and you can only sort of sense. So I spent a couple of days there and then asked if if he might want to bring me, you know, the rest of the way on the pilgrimage to Chimayo, to this, to the sanctuary, this church. So we went there together and spent some time, like, in meditation in the space there. And it was beautiful, um, a really powerful, lovely place that I'd, I'd recommend um, visiting. And then he drove me on to my next destination where I was uh, volunteering for the next week. But I 
got off that whole experience of faith and trust and allowing this flow, feeling a total buzz, like my whole being was just buzzing and vibrating with this aliveness and this feeling of, of yeah, pure living because I was living in the moment. I was in my flow where I was allowing for um, things that, that would build me up and teach me um, and encourage me and contribute to my life's purpose to happen, right? But I wasn't holding on to specific ideas of how that would happen. I was just allowing for for things to naturally emerge and and I'm so grateful to have that experience and of course I recognize this is so much easier to do when you're traveling you know when you're traveling you're constantly meeting people and going new places experiencing new things and if you're lucky enough to not have a plan then things this kind of situation just naturally emerges all the time, all the time. As soon as you give up control and give up specific ideas of how things happen, then this will, this will happen. And even sometimes when you do want to try and control it, um, life has this funny way of changing plans on you and saying, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> don't, don't forget, you're not in control. You are not in control. Um, so the question is, how do we start applying this to our daily lives? How can we stop holding on when, when it's, when we know that there are important things that we need to do, we have responsibilities to other people, to our work, to our friends, to our family, we have we have plans for the future. Um, and for me, I think what it comes down to is really living in integrity, in alignment. Identifying what are the values that most speak to me, that I care most about. And instead of planning around actual trips and things that I'm going to do and and places I'm going to go and people I'm going to see and how I'm going to get there, blah, blah, blah. It's more, how can I be in alignment with my higher self? What does my higher self need right now? What do I need to allow into my life? What do I need to let go of? Because that is not serving my higher self. And I mean, even the concept of higher self, I think, is difficult maybe to to grasp sometimes. I think it's that self that we feel is representing the best in us and is most, not the most bubbly, the most extroverted or the happiest, nothing like that, but really the one that is most alignment with our true nature, you know, the one that is 
good and kind and loving, compassionate, thoughtful, caring, giving, spiritual maybe. I know for me that that is a very important part of my alignment is feeling like I am that I am serving, you know, my spiritual self, that I'm giving myself time in meditation, in prayer, in quiet and solitude, in not overloading myself maybe with things that are that are not good for me. Um obviously, I still enjoy moments of just opening a bag of chips and binge-watching a show. But ultimately, I do know that that isn't serving my higher self. And so I try to limit limit when I do that. And just recently, I received a beautiful invitation from a dear friend to go travel down to Guatemala in just a few, just a week or so. I've been dying to go to Guatemala. I've been told, if you ever get a chance to Guatemala, go, take it. And I know that I'm that I want to go, but I also know that going right now when I've been traveling around so much is actually not serving my higher self. That my higher self would much more be served by staying quiet, by not moving around, by listening, by by being in solitude, by separating myself from from kind of the noise of the world so that I can actually um, get to know this higher self a little bit better, give it more space, not attached to it, again, not attached to it, because that is, again, closing off all other avenues, but giving it space to express itself, to become alive, and to tap into that, that flow of the universe that you know will bring me exactly where I need to go without me having to plan the exact steps because in every moment I am already exactly where I need to be I'm going to say that again because it's so important in every moment I am exactly where I need to be In every moment, you are exactly where you need to be. But sometimes we're so focused on what we want, where we want to get to, and where we've been, that we forget that this moment right now is all that we have, and that everything we need to know, everything we need to be, everything we need to do is alive in this moment. It exists right now. And we have a chance to remember that. And I feel like every time we remember that, what we're doing is remembering our higher self. Our higher self is actually the present moment. It's full aliveness and embracing the present moment. And... I really appreciate, honestly, this opportunity to talk to you and to share with you the things that I am learning and putting together because 
honestly, a lot of these, <laughs> these things that I share with you, I didn't even know before I started recording. And they sort of just start making sense as I am able to open up. Um, so I thank you for allowing me to explore this with you and entrusting you with my process. Um, and I'm also trusting that this is helpful and useful for you in your own process in any way. Um, because, you know, there, I'm not even really sure there are actual concrete answers to all of these things. <laughs> They're just different ways of understanding the same, same basic truths, which I think is love. But love is a whole other, other topic that I'm sure I will get to in the future. But for now, I am going to end this with a wish for you to, to get a glimpse of your higher self and to know or experience actually more than know, experience what that is and what that looks like. Because I think in experiencing your higher self, even for a moment, it gives you the sense of purpose and joy and peace and groundedness. And I really wish that for you. I wish that for you. And I think that you can do that in so many different ways be it meditating, going for a run, doing your favorite craft activity, anything where you lose yourself in the moment, you get the sense of this timeless present in your higher self. So I, yeah, I wish that for you. And, um, and if you have any thoughts to share on what that looks like and how you've gotten in touch with that and um, what that feels like for you, then please share it with me anytime. I would be so happy to hear from you. Um, you can reach me at we the changemakers pod at gmail.com. This has been We the Changemakers with Ani, and I look forward to talking to you soon.